Hi, you're listening to the New Space India podcast, a bi-weekly talk show that exclusively brings insights from the Indian space activities ecosystem. I'm your host Narayan, the co-founder of India's first space-focused think tank, Spaceport Sarabhai. Guests on the New Space India podcast help you understand space activities related macro and micro trends within India in all aspects including space history, local industry, space science, technology evolution, law and policy, art and more. The New Space India podcast is supported by Dassault Systems, a global leader in providing businesses and people with collaborative virtual environments to enable sustainable innovations. Dassault Systems Solutions supports startups, small and medium scale enterprises and original equipment manufacturers in developing disruptive solutions for space launchers and satellites. Hi and welcome to yet another episode of the New Space India podcast. I'm here at the offices of Mark 33 Aero, a public private partnership that is set up to help the aerospace defense and space ecosystem in India to mature. And I'm here with Jacob and Harshan who are driving this initiative structuring all the programs that Mark 33 Aero is planning to launch in the upcoming months. This is a very unique initiative with Mark 33 Aero acting as an industry interface between the private sector and the startups and government labs at the same time trying to create an interface between them. Before we get into the actual conversation about what Mark 33 Aero does It would be great to know your backgrounds both Jacob and Harshan as to what brought you here. Hey thank you Narayan thank you for coming over and thank you for having us on this interesting podcast. So a quick uh, brief I've been a technologist management technologist in my career over the past 11 odd years. Been in the development sector with Social Alpha and the Target Trust for the past 4 and a half years now. And it was an interesting opportunity right so looking at the kind of problems that our country has been facing and and trying to see the kind of technologies that could solve these problems is what actually serendipitously led us to this entire concept of looking at deep tech space of aerospace and defense and trying to build something around that so that we can utilize this technology better and and yeah that's how i ended up here and and that's how social alpha basically nominated me to drive this initiative hi this is harshan me and jacob as jacob was mentioning are leading the mac 33 initiative currently i have fairly recently joined social alpha and mac 33 initiative we have just launched the initiative in december before this i used to work for the government of india at invest india and as for my educational background i am an mba and an engineer who started off the career in the private sector and then slowly got interested in the impact space and the government space and changed career paths into this track In the past I have been focusing on early technology commercialization and looking at impact sectors looking at sectors like agriculture climate and livelihoods have been the start point of my career and that's where I got interested in social alpha as well but when you look at areas where technology support is needed I found that space tech is an overarching area which can create impact across these sectors across these areas and which is an area that has received a little attention in terms of how things can uh, really scale up in the sector right so that's how i decided that it's an opportunity to make an impact it's an opportunity to come in early in a space that is still receiving attention that is still opening up for new opportunities and use my experience and my background in early technology commercialization to support ventures and help them scale in this sector 
So that was the idea of us like coming in and setting up this public-private partner. Incidentally, because of the experience with government, I think a public-private partnership was the right way to go as far as my career was concerned because I did understand how the government operates from my experience with both with uh, the federal government uh, at the government of India with Invest India and uh, at government of Kerala at the state level. So I thought, why not uh, bring this onto the table establish a partnership that can actually move the needle in the in a sector of uh, critical importance for the country and how do we come in and change the narrative in the space tech ecosystem that is that was the whole intent of coming here thank you for that introduction both you guys are doing some very interesting work that is very necessary for this ecosystem to grow and develop at the moment as i see it there's nobody who is really present in doing what you are trying to do with you acting as an industry interface between the government and the private sector and especially with a startup focus i think it will be interesting to hear from you guys what is the difference between social alpha and mark 33 aero just to give clarity to the listeners as well absolutely thanks sir in fact that will be a very relevant discussion too because see social alpha has been in existence for the past 5 years now we are a multi stage innovation curation and venture development platform focusing on science and technology based entrepreneurs who are solving the far reaching challenges that our country has been facing over the past 7 odd years so typically if you look at it the thesis with social alpha functions or or typically if you look at our development sector challenges it is being primarily addressed through state or philanthropic capital now the entire thesis at social alpha was that how do you bring an entrepreneurial pivot to this entire problem statement how do you enable entrepreneurs so that they can actually solve these problems how do you create the right kind of ecosystem for them to solve these problems and this can only be possible if it is deep tech science and technology based innovations because your solutions need to be sustainable your solutions needs to be scalable and that was the concept behind the establishment of social alpha so when our founder manoj had this idea in 2015 he was uh, supported by various organizations including the government of india to establish an entity called social alpha and over the past 5 uh, and a half 6 odd years we have been successful enough in supporting 200 odd startups in various sectors across the country we have done seed investments in 60 plus of them and we have supported them through various other uh, opportunities through programs through accelerators through incubation labs and through facilities now in this journey of social alpha we realized again like i said the focus was on supporting deep tech entrepreneurs or deep tech startups and if you see right from around 2018 the 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 space tech or the aerospace technology or the aerospace sector in our country was evolving the country the, the sector was opening up there was opportunities for this technology to look at other spaces there was opportunities for this technologies to create long lasting impact in the space or or create sustainable impact in the development sector of our country and that is where social alpha got attracted to the space and thankfully we had the opportunity to have a discussion with csir enable they were on board with the entire idea of setting up a new entity which would like focusing on developing entrepreneur technologies in the space and look at the far reaching dual use of these technologies and that was basically the genesis of mark 33.0 obviously the seeds were sown in late 2018 but it took couple of years especially considering the areas of strategic importance that mark 33 is involved in we had to bring multiple stakeholders on board bring in multiple players together so that such a platform can be successful in a private public partnership model and in 2020 2020 september we were officially established and, and we did a formal launch in 2021 in december where all the parties came together and, and we were able to announce to the public saying that yes mark 33 aero platform is live now 
and 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 that was the essential genesis right and and the entire idea behind this is that how do we look at this deep tech space in aerospace aviation and space tech and look at not only the core accessibilities of the space but also look at dual use cases of these technologies and trying to create an ecosystem where core use as well as dual use can bloom and can flourish and create another wave of entrepreneurs and another wave of economic impact in our country so that was the entire genesis of mark 33 and, and how social alpha envisions mark 33 to go ahead harshan you've also had a interesting background of having worked in the private sector in the state government and with the central government with invest india as well and obviously we had some path crossing between each other with some of the work that i've also done with the space park kerala effort with so many different experiences across different entities different levels of government what is your sense of the gaps that are existing that a public private partnership like mark 33 can bridge from your perspective yeah narayan that's a great question i think different entities in this ecosystem play different kind of roles right so for example this sector the aerospace space tech sector is a sector that needs one patient capital to a long gestation period which means it needs infrastructure support to test and validate the solutions that are very costly to set up that are very capex intensive right and then there is this uh, need of entrepreneurship that need to come through from a from a community that is a startup community so these three communities have a very important role to play one as government there is a limitation for the government in terms of providing capital providing patient capital and providing investments that lead to some sort of a venture activity because the government has different sources and different priorities right but what the government can come in uh, is with two things one the government can come in with policies the government can come in with interventions to create an ecosystem that can flourish and that we see the government has finally come around in the recent past we've seen a flurry of announcements from the government side that indicate that the government is now very open to the possibility of space tech really becoming an important sector as well as a sector uh, that attract entrepreneurial activity that can add economic value to the country to in a much larger way and create impact so that standpoint i think the the government sector is now clearly come in with the policies that enable this this ecosystem while there is a lot of way to go in terms of the way ahead but i think there is a, a good start has been made the other thing the government brings on to the table is the infrastructure that the government has created through its investments over years the expertise that the government has uh, created through the research and development labs that it has established so for example the nal itself is a good example right the government has invested uh, so much years and resources and energies to creating an ecosystem of infrastructure that's available at nal that currently has finally through mac 33 been opened up opened up for startups to access so this the problem of huge infrastructure capex intensive investments have now gone away because the government has created a pathway for that similarly social alpha or any entity in that space is basically coming in to provide uh, the the patient cap because capital is not something that the government is going to provide so that value is something that the the, the private ecosystem is coming up with and the third piece is the entrepreneurial activity the startup ecosystem and the kind of the kind of entrepreneurs that are mission driven the entrepreneurs that are committed to create a long term impact and the entrepreneurs that are ready to uh, basically risk take risks from all these standpoints what i see is that there is a convergence of these thought process that has come together but the it needs a platform needs a platform for all these resources to come together it needs a non competing kind of a structure and that's what we we enable we we try to provide 
at Mac 33 because all these resources, all these priorities are not, essentially non-competitive in nature. All of them are geared up towards a common goal of creating entrepreneurship, creating impact and creating ventures that can change uh, the paradigm of space tech in India and paradigm of the sectors in India, right? So that is something that I believe through this public-private partnership that we are trying to enable and each entity in this structure has a role to play. And I believe at, at least in terms of thinking, in terms of alignment, we are at some stage where the thoughts are aligned and we are now uh, trying to build it. As so Jacob, you have a partnership with the National Aerospace Laboratory and they have obviously their own set of rules and guidelines as to how they can interface with the industry. And even if somebody inside NAL wants to help certain startups or so on, I'm sure that they have their own set of limitations because of the centralized rules in which laboratories like them can engage with startups and the ecosystem in general. One of the challenges of our aerospace and defense and space ecosystem is that there is no incentivization for IP generation that comes from engagement with an R&D laboratory in general. So for example, it becomes very difficult for a laboratory like NAL or ISRO or anybody like that to engage with startups in them investing in these companies to help them either mature their product by being a co-investor or by putting together a very easy procurement framework that enables these companies to mature their product with an anchor customer being such a laboratory. And even if there are some means in which they can do some sort of an investment in IP development, ultimately that IP is co-assigned as in this may change the startups themselves who are getting some sort of a small investment from these organizations to commercialize this technology because of the part ownership of a public entity in them. From all the conversations that you are having with all of these laboratories that are owned by federal government or state governments, what is it that you are learning and what are they willing to do with respect to the changes and the support that they want to offer to many of the emerging startups within this landscape of aerospace space defense? Very interesting question, Narayan. So I, I would call this as a continuous process, right? See, overnight, nothing is going to change because there are rules that are set in stone and, and they have to go by it. They have to abide by it. Because there are certain, there is a justification to these rules also, as in this is to aid a better good or, or a greater good. So the idea is through platforms such as Mark33.ero, and, and we firmly believe that we are not going to be the first platform like this. Sure. We believe many more government institutions and organizations will go ahead and replicate it on the basis of the success that we hope to achieve in the immediate future. The idea behind such initiatives is that can we also bring these institutions closer to identifying what is the actual market graph? gaps that is available and especially from a startup point of view because these are large organizations right for them to get a micro level understanding of the challenges that startups are facing or entrepreneurs are facing might not be an easy task through platforms such as mark33.ero and, and our associated organizations like social alpha can we create this visibility for them because gradually we believe and and, and we have a precedence to show that so our, our reason space policy a reason drone policies are all examples in the right sense yes. for us to see that the change is happening. It might be slow, but it is steady. So that's a good thing that we are saying. So we are hoping through initiatives like Mark33.ero, we are able to bring that market reality or the market need from an entrepreneurial and a startup community to larger research organizations and tell them that, see, this is the need of the R. These are the kind of changes that we need to do. And what we have seen in our interactions with most of these government labs and organizations are they are very receptive to the idea. They are also trying to see 
how do they evolve to make sure that they can contribute to the larger good they have done some exemplary work over the past seven decades now how do they translate that and how do they sustain the momentum that they have created how do we make sure the kind of infrastructure that we have built today can help scale the kind of impact that we can create on the ground the scale the kind of commercial impact that can be created on the ground how do we ensure optimum utilization so that entrepreneurs can also look at this as a say a, a, a co-lab that they can work with or, or as a co-research facility that they can work with and interestingly the central government has also brought about a few policies right so for example today a scientist can actually become an entrepreneur without even leaving his job he can just find a co-founder and go establish an enterprise by him these are pathways that we need to explore these are pathways which are there which are unexplored so policies are there just that these policies are unexplored now how can through platforms like us we bring these policies about we we create a, a risk risk aversion model so that people know that yes this is entrepreneurial is a pathway that we want to take or, or building a startup is something that we can do and ensure there is a mission alignment with the kind of objectives that can be achieved so it is an evolving process it's a slow process but it will never nevertheless happen harshan i started out as a space entrepreneur almost more than 10 years ago now and at that time in india almost there was nothing with respect to investors in the space or aerospace landscape there was not even the buzzword of really startups we were just considered another industry that is just having very little people in there and today the landscape has changed drastically with internet billionaires and then people who understand deep tech ecosystem who are willing to take bets several vc funds who have now opened up to investing in places like the space industry and that's all a great thing at this time as an entrepreneur every minute is quite expensive when you're not spending that time with either your customer or your product whenever we visited isro as a young company at that time they used to entertain us for sure because we had something interesting to share and we would get our own set of tea and biscuits and people would listen to us patiently but then the follow up would be very bleak with respect to getting any sort of engagement going with them it becomes very important to understand why a program like yours is interesting for a particular company and if that aligns with their product or service that they are developing what kind of companies do you see aligning with the vision of mark 33 radio and once you've identified a particular company as aligning with what you have in mind what are the incentives as well as uh, initiatives that you have for them and how do you work with them that's again i think the pathway for mac 33 uh, in our mind is very clear so the, the broad thesis with which we the mac 33 establishment happened was to enable dual use and create new markets for these tech and dual use primarily tuned towards impact because as a, uh, our parent organization social alpha our jv partner nal and us ourselves being a non profit uh, entity our uh, imperative is to create impact through the use of technology and any company any startup any innovator who is working on looking at leveraging aerospace space tech technologies to address a larger market to address challenges beyond this uh, the limited defense or uh, uh, very narrow use cases are a potential uh, partner for us in terms of their growth journey right and to any startup any entrepreneur who comes to us with such a thesis fit we have three pathways that we have in mind for mac 33 so the first pathway which is for early stage which is trl 1 to 3 for example is an eir program that that's a completely in house entrepreneur in residence that we have designed and that we are in the process of like officially launching as well 
that will have components of enabling the start enabling an idea to grow and supporting it all the way and we have precedents again from our parent partner social alpha that has very successfully enabled this model and developed several enterprises that are now valued much much higher than any deep tech startup that you would see in the country today so that eir model is one of the offerings and when we partner with any startup whether it is at any stage whether it is a trl 1 or trl 9 we want to make sure that we come in and add value to them add value to their journey as you rightly pointed out any minute an entrepreneur spends away from the the, the core need of developing the product is a waste of time for them and we completely recognize that so we would only be coming in where there is a thesis fit and where we are prepared to back to the hill to develop their solutions to develop their product and create impact the second pathway that we have in mind for people who are uh, a little bit more mature right who are who have an early prototype in mind but who are not completely commercialized is our long term incubation offering and that long term incubation offering comes with a host of benefits and it's a standard incubation program but it what we bring on to the table is uh, two things one the expertise that we have access to with the public private partnership model that we have and with the larger partner ecosystem that we have developed two validation opportunities for their thesis because we also cater to other markets through our partner so we have a, a strong partnerships that we have already have established in sectors like agriculture so if somebody has a and this is a very emerging area and this is a very uh, big focus area for the government as well so we want to enable those value adds to any any startup any entrepreneur who is getting incubated with us and then there is the acceleration pathway which is completely a business incubation market access kind of model for late stage startups that who have already figured out their model who just need the next customer to scale and that's where we come in with the other offerings including seed funding including our pre seed funding and including the opportunity to access and raise funds going forward so broadly we have structured it in a way that we are able to provide full stacks for any entrepreneur working in this space and based on customized on uh, the need of the startup and the the gap that they want us to address and we would want to make it mutual and we would want to partner with them in their journey from end to end so that is the model we have in mind so again uh, to any startup and recently we have had this conversations with a couple of startups where they approached us but we we told them that since this is an area where we see we cannot add value it would not be uh, proper for us to just take you in and then make you another incubating in our cohort so we are very clear in terms of our approach in, in terms of chasing quality over quantity so we don't want to end up becoming another uh, space where there are 100 startups without adding any value to them we would rather pick three or four who are mission aligned who are aligned to our cause and who have possibilities of addressing larger markets so that is a core uh, idea here right if there is no dual use possibility if there is no larger market beyond the traditional markets i think then we might not be able to add a lot of value to them so that is the fundamental thought process behind uh, and that also limits the possibility of scale for that organization also right see quite a lot of times especially when you look at deep tech startups the founders or the entrepreneurs they are so aligned with their mission or or so aligned with their product they actually fail to see what is a larger market that is available and that's a trend that we have seen you would have also seen that in the in your experience in the sector where people would have an exemplary product but they fail to understand what is the larger problem statement that the product is addressing and, and that kind of like does not create a scalable model now through our interventions through the strength that we have created in the business incubation model or the business acceleration model can we create a platform for them to understand that hey yes while there is a core technology or or while there is a core problem area that you are addressing beyond over and beyond that there is a much larger customer base or or there is a much larger customer market that you can look at and what do you need to actually attain that market so 
how do you reach out to that market? Exactly. So do you have the right business models for that? Do you have the right strategies for that? Do you have the right kind of ecosystem to do a product validation or, or, or testing for that? Do you have the right kind of customer base to do a validation? Can you even do a DFM to make sure that your product has got the right form factor to like cater to that kind of an audience? So that's a kind of partnership ecosystem that we have created. So through Social Alpha as well as our other organizations, which is NRDC, one of our partner, and NAL, the other partner, we have created this ecosystem so that you get access to across the stack like expertise. So yeah. that's the strength that we believe that we bring to the table. Just today morning, we had a conversation uh, with one with a startup who had a fantastic product, but. Again, the, the, the market alignment was completely gone for a toss. They were looking at a very narrow segment of the market and addressing a problem that had ramifications across the board. So we so that kind of startups would fit our mandate because we, we know that we can add value in terms of helping them positioning their product, helping them accessing new markets and helping them scale. So that's the- When you actually compare what is happening in India versus the US, Europe, Australia, UK and other places, the synergies when it comes to the public funded research and development enterprises and the private sector and especially startups is missing deeply in India. There seems to be a deep sense of distrust when it comes to these publicly funded entities looking at a lot of these startups as competition rather than people that need to be supported for the country to grow in terms of technology and jobs and productivity. Now, this remains one of the core issues that need to be solved in this country for real economic activity and products to arrive out of the space, defense and aerospace ecosystem in the country. And this actually leads to this point of cultural change within institutions themselves that have been around for more than 50 years in many cases. And that's not easy because cultural changes are always very difficult to achieve in any institutions because people have their own incentives inside these organizations and they have to align for them to also be supportive of what is happening externally in those organizations. So obviously, this is a massively big bottleneck or a problem that will need quite some changes at institutional levels and in processes for things to really align for companies to be then supported in a way in which it becomes very synergistic rather than people trying to be at loggerheads between federally funded research institutions versus the private sector in the aerospace and defense and space realm. Ten years ago, when I was reading several tenders in the defense and space ecosystem in India, it used to be very funny to see that several of these contracts needed you to have an organization that had at least 10 years of experience doing something and a level of financial input, which then allowed you to bid on any of these contracts without which you were not even eligible to bid. And that in a world that is so much changing with respect to startups and the landscape within the aerospace and space realm is very different today. Now, with all the efforts that you guys are doing, do you see this culture changing within these institutions? And I know it's a very difficult question to answer. It would be great for this whole ecosystem to achieve a level where a DRDO or SRO or an NAL entrusts small company or an emerging company with a product and is supporting them with capital, with all sorts of uh, resources when it comes to testing and consulting and so on in a way in which it really reflects that they are working together to develop indigenous capabilities rather than always looking at them with an eye of mistrust and very little belief in them. 
Absolutely, Narayan. In fact, over the past couple of years or, or the past three to four years, there are ample examples to show that how the government is also evolving here. So yeah. I would say one of our partners, IDEX, so we recently had a partnership with IDEX, which is part of the Defense Innovation Organization. They have created a separate body, which kind of, which is the IDEX body, which procures products from startups for the defense, right? So through the DISC, which is the Defense India Startup Challenge. They have created a pathway for startups to directly provide services and products to the army, to the Navy and the Air Force. This is a good example, right? This is the right example of how our defense policy is evolving, where you don't have to have the background of being established for 10 years, 20 years, or having an order book of 1000 crores for you to actually provide a product. And this is changing. And, and, and the same changes are happening in other spaces. So DRD also has a TDF, uh, which is a technology development fund, which also looks at how can they support startups. NRDC, which is a National Research Development Corporation, one of our founding partners, they hold the mandates for the technology transfer from all the CSIR and labs in the country. And they themselves have a fund where they're trying to work with startups so that they can get access. And this is where this beauty of the incubation model also come into play, right? Because with the incubation model and, and the various government entities also setting up their own incubation centers, it is they are getting a first-hand access to the kind of startups coming out of that space. They are getting an understanding of the kind of technology that is evolving in that space. So that is creating a background or, or it is creating a platform where this trust issues are slowly eroding, where people have started believing that, yes, they are also on the same journey with us. They are also trying to look to build technologies that can solve a problem. So I, I believe this sector will change and, and in, over the next 10 years, we will see wonders happening in this space. At least yeah. that's my personal opinion here. There is the, the evolution is like for us to see, right? There are two kind of dynamics that is playing out here, what we see. One is obviously the top-down pressures that are now coming to a lot of these folks in the middle level, where I think there is an intent, a clear intent that's articulated at the highest level of the government, talking about the need to engage more with startups, need to engage the ecosystem to develop solutions for the country. And the the obviously the messaging of Atmanarva Bharat and all is the, all that has also helped. So the top-down pressures is one thing. And then there is a proliferation of champions at the lower level as well who are like keen to engage and a, a new set of officials, I would say. Earlier, maybe 10 years ago when you started, there would be one official in any of these bodies who would be interested to engage with startups. Now you can see for yourself there are 10 instead of one. So it's again, it's a continuous evolution process of building trust across these entities. But what I can see is that obviously the direction is... And this will play out. This will play out. The, the top down, the bottom up pressures will come to a kilt where I think the whole system is going to open up and, and enable a lot more participation from the ecosystem to all these bodies. And I think it's going to be beneficial. When you look at the space industry, there is the upstream of the industry and the downstream and the upstream is about building satellites and rockets and things like that. And when it comes to the downstream, you're really looking at analytics from Earth observation and communication related devices that people can use on the ground and, and so on. So obviously, when you're talking about dual use, it could be a mix of both of them where it could be dual use for upstream or dual use of the downstream. Now, we've recently undertaken a study at uh, Spaceport Sarabai where we have more or less now identified about 100 startups when it comes to the space industry in itself. And that's a pretty good sample size given that there were not many, maybe even five years. What stage of the startup development are you looking at when it comes to engagement with Mark 33 Aero? Is it really the early establishment or are you looking at a level of MVP that already exists with the company after which they can come to you guys 
to then have you as a launch pad to go to bigger and brighter things or so that's where the three pronged approach that Harshan earlier mentioned yeah. helps us also so our idea is to look across the board across the board sorry and and here also while if it's like a really mature company where we don't think we'll be able to add significant value then there is no sense in us working with them right because unless there is a delta or, or unless there's a differential that we can add to their path exactly. then there might not be much value that we can bring to the table so we are definitely not looking ourselves as an investment organization that just invests in an organization and then wait for them to grow. The idea is how do we walk along with them in their entire journey. So right from helping them understand the business models, helping them understand the product, iterate the product better, look at new customer bases. And investment is only part of that, right? It's just a vehicle that kind of enables a larger ecosystem. So we want to look at multiple pathways. But I think the sense is we will look at early early stage, Maybe that's first iteration could, yeah. product, MVP ready, looking for their first customer. That could be a sweet spot is what I think. And, and I, I open true, it up true. because if they are very mature, then we don't see a lot of value that we can bring to the table. So at least that's the thought process. That's we have. our thinking currently. But maybe once, yeah. once we have, so since we are just three months old, uh, three months new, I would say, <laughs> maybe we will find a sweet spot where uh, we could come in and add significant value to uh, folks who are mature, folks who uh, need our services. But currently our thinking is that since startups at the early stage might need much more handholding and much more discovery of the potential of their businesses and potential of their solutions, I think that's where we could come in and add maximum amount of value. And we want to make sure that is something that we keep as a core tenet of our engagement with anybody. And how is it that startups come to you? Is this a cohort-based system or is it apply as you want and it's open throughout the year and people can apply whenever they want and then you guys contact them after having received their application and have gone through the background of the company or how does it really work? So we'll do both. So the we, we are planning to do both the programs. In fact, we are launching our first program in the UAV space in the next couple of days. But we have a round-the-year application form also open. We just couple, launched it a couple of days back on our website. Anyone who wants to reach out to us can reach out to us on our website at mark33.ero. There is an application form and then we'll get in touch with you to understand the kind of technology, whether there is a thesis fit, etc. But apart from that, we do see running cohort-driven programs every quarter in the coming year where it will be focused on different sectors. So we have one coming up in UAV. We are looking to launch one in the space sector soon in the next yeah. six months or so. And uh, obviously, defense is another area that we will also look at. But aerospace, aviation, space, we will con keep continuing running programs. We will have continual programs running in this space. And at the same time, there is a round-robin approach also where we take, where you can actually reach out to us on our website. And another aspect of what we want to bring onto the table is the international collaborations bit for this ecosystem in the country, right? Because if you look at and Narayan, you understand this uh, much better than both of us, maybe. The ecosystem out of India is much more mature and there is a lot of expertise, a lot of resources that Indian startups who are working on this these technologies could actually leverage, right? So we want to act as a bridge for India while enabling startups in India to grow. Also for startups and technologies across the globe who are working on solving these problems and to, to have some sort of a foothold in India. And the nature of some of these problems are global essentially anyway. So there is no one who can like look at solving a problem only exclusively for India. So if somebody is solving it for India, it can solve for the globe and vice versa. So we want to enable that, that piece as well, apart from the programs that we just spoke about. 
especially the downstream. So yeah. global applications of downstream exactly. technologies are huge. So how do we create a, a conducive ecosystem for an international community of startups also to look at India as a market? And similarly, how can Indian startups start looking at the international community as a market for themselves? So we hope to achieve that too. That's an important aspect of how we like look at this program evolving. You briefly mentioned that you would also be investing in some of these companies. And is that equity-based investments that you yourself will be doing based on the assessment or is it a fixed ticket that you would invest in them or a grant or something like that? Do you have a certain framework at this time on this uh, investment side of Mark 33 Aero? So our investment thesis is an evolving process today. We are also looking at the kind of asks that is needed in the sector, trying to understand uh, the kind of ticket sizes that we should. But this will be uh, what we raise. So basically, this will be money that we raise through uh, a government support or through support from our parent organizations, extra, where we look at what is a kind of mandate fit. And, and then we will see what is a kind of uh, capital pools that is needed. But today, the idea is to have both a grant and an equity-based pool, depending upon the kind of programs that we run. But like I said, this is an evolving thesis. We also want to study the sector better. We also want to understand the kind of asks from the startups better and then take a, a, a take a, a better hmm. idea about the kind of capital pools that needs to be brought to the table. And when you say that, have you arrived at any number as to what it is or is it fluid at this time? Currently, it is fluid yeah. because we are we are talking to like startups who are approaching us and trying to understand what is something that we can bring onto the table and what is the kind of broad ticket sizes. We do have a standard model uh, that we have implemented and perfected over years, right? But that's a different sector. That's a different maturity level of startups that we are looking at. Here, the sector is different. The asks are different. The kind of fundraisers are different. But that being said, when we back a startup, I think we do want to have the skin in the game. And that's why we do take equity and we do participate in equity funding. And the second thing we are doing and the initiation of that is going to happen during the Def Expo, where we are putting together an investor coalition to look at startups in this sector because this, start, this sector needs more venture activity and that's our underlying thought process here as well. And where we can come in and validate those solutions, we can come in and validate those markets of dual use possibilities that the startups offer and then put together a Mark 33 investor coalition of like-minded investors, like-minded venture capitalists, who can come in and then support these startups to scale. But we will be the uh, people who will be validating, curating uh, and putting our uh, like skin in the game first before asking anyone else to come in and, and, and chance on it. The idea is to create a curated deal book also. Right? So looking at the kind of startups, the kind of problem statements that they're addressing, if we can create a curated set of deal books that the uh, Mark 33 Aero Coalition can get access to, then that I would believe is one of the successes that this sector actually needs. As you look to what is present across the country in terms of the facilities and access to capital and resources and even connections to scientists and so on, all of this is very heavily skewed to the southern part of India. And we know that most of the laboratories when it comes to aerospace and defense and space are all mostly based in the southern part of India and so are the companies and the startups as well. So obviously, it doesn't mean that there are not going to be founders that are interested to start companies in other parts of the country and even in you know remote places uh, out of the Northeast, for example, there may be companies that are interested in starting off in these areas based on their experiences that they have lived through. How do you take into account this geographical divide that we have in terms of the facilities and access to everything when it comes to investors, facilities, scientists and so on? 
have you designed the program to take into account these things when it comes to encouraging founders from any part of the country to be a part of the mark 33 aero initiative so one thing is this our model is a purely virtual based model right so we we don't mandate that there is a physical acceleration model or a physical incubation model or a physical support model for any of the startups that we uh, plan to work with so we are pretty certain that we will look at a virtual model and the second thing that we have thought through and and, and this will take some time also as in the idea is to build the current facility as a hub while we want to build spokes across the country and and this is not something that we can achieve say in like the next 2 months 3 months or so this is going to be a sustained effort that is needed for this but we also realize that this is the need of the r and and in fact this was a conversation we had couple of days back where we also understood that see there is a concentration of resources in south india how do we also look at other states or how do we also make sure there is an equitable access to resources to people from other parts of the country and and that was the idea behind setting up this as a hub and spoke model where while we start with the current hub we are definitely exploring the need to build spokes across the country we can create an equitable access to resources and at the same time also create ecosystems in all of these pockets right because today the ecosystem has developed here because the infrastructure is developed here tomorrow with india also evolving as a country and and, and more and more facilities coming up i'm sure in fact we are sure that the ecosystem will keep developing the other parts of the country so along with that we will also develop we will also build spokes across the country and and we are open to partners so today if there are partners who think that they can work with us and help us build this hub and spoke model nothing like that we are happy to see how can we engage with them and help bring our expertise there and help bring the entire ecosystem there too yeah that's the intent of having some sort of a national footprint and national partnerships as well so that's why we are closely working with say for example startup india which has access and which opens up opportunities for innovators across the country to at least access resources and our partnership we believe would enable them to discover mac 33 and reach out to us so that is the kind of bridges we want to build by enabling and by by uh, talking to people who have the national footprint and ensuring that we are partnering with them to be able to open up our facilities and our capabilities to the entire country and over time as jacob was mentioning we want to have physical presence established across the country at different centers and northeast is a very interesting possibility for us as well because that's completely underserved fits our mandate in terms of impact as well so and this virtual yeah. model is something that we have been able to successfully do in our parent organization social alpha right so working across multiple sectors in a virtual model supporting startups right from say kashmir to kerala to gujarat to assam yeah. this is something that we have been able to successfully do there so that is a model that we can easily replicate in the sector as what we believe you mentioned about disk and idex which is the procurement as well as the startup support program when it comes to defense sector are you looking at something like that for the space sector and having something of that nature in the space sector would be really great for all the startups that are up and coming oh absolutely as yes, that's something yeah. that we would love to do in fact we hope at some point we can actually make a representation on something similar or or a similar model to the department of space but yeah and, and happy to work along with you narayan on this to make sure that Absolutely. we can take this to fruition so we have this in our plan as well in terms of developing something for this sector and as we said at the beginning itself like aerospace space sector seem to be an area where there is still a gap in terms of understanding a pathway for startups to collaborate with the the larger ecosystem and we want to enable it given that the defense guys have done this in their ecosystem it may be easier to take that and convince the space guys to say that they can look at it and then 
template it accordingly and run with it in the space sector and in fact you get a larger set of customers also to work with right especially if you look at True. space and and both upstream and downstream applications of space you can look at a multi sectoral customer use case which is much more than defense in fact while the ticket sizes in defense could be larger you are looking at a much bigger chunk of the market that you can get into with space some validation is happening right because space tech startups are now seeing like investments more than so defense startups are not seeing the kind of investment that space tech startups are seeing which means that the venture capital communities finally come around to understand that the market is huge and maybe i think it's time for the government also to have an enabling kind of a program around this given that you guys speak to a lot of the startups in and around the country across the aerospace defense and space ecosystem what is your experience and reading of the quality of these startups against the quantity that we have so do you believe that there are certain areas that we can see improvement with or do you see that certain signal to noise problems are around with the quality of the startups or do you believe that there is a fair number of very high quality startups that you see in this sector so we see a lot of quality actually we are we are quite baffled by the the quality and the the technological capability of a lot of the people that we meet this ecosystem but as is typical for any deep tech ecosystem i think the challenge is to basically position and position their product that aligns to the needs of the market and that is where we see a lot of the gaps with a lot of these founders chasing very narrow markets and articulating their product proposition in a very technical lingo which is not consumable to a layman or consumable to a, a, a customer sitting on the other side so we see us trying to add a lot of value in this space while the product solutions the technological capabilities is something that's brilliant and india has time and again proved us it's like indigenous capability in this space right so in terms of the quality we are uh, as as i said initially we are quite baffled but we do see that there are gaps that needs to be addressed it's a product space. market fit issue so yeah. from say a technology development point of view there is quality Correct. but from understanding the market from understanding the right product market fit understanding the right customer base so affordability accessibility is an important aspect in a country like india understanding these aspects these are the things that the entrepreneur community here would need as in and one biggest thing that they will have to also think about is not only look at the government of india as the only customer and and that is the exactly. reason why we keep focusing on the aspect of dual use because the moment you look at a singular customer you are losing your ability to scale how do you look at this larger customer base that is available how do you look at your product market fit how do you make sure that you are not getting confined by the facts that you are just developing a product for a singular use case how do you make sure that your product is addressing a larger set of use cases a bigger market and this concepts of how do you look at your total obtainable market your serviceable obtainable market your addressable market all of this is what will define how they scale so it is not a matter of quality it is a matter of how do you make sure that there is sustained quality and sustained output for the kind of business goals that you have set out for yourself so I think that's where the gap is, and and not in the quality of the entrepreneurs or the quality of the technology. From the initiatives that you are running now, do you expect to hit certain numbers when it comes to a certain number of cohorts or a certain number of companies per year or something like that, where you would then want to benchmark yourself based on that, or what is it that you have in terms of the goals? Uh, nothing specifically. A point earlier also comes into space, right? We want to look at quality, quality more than yeah. quantity, so. if we are able to create significant impact say for three four startups in a year yeah. we are happy with that <laughs> rather than doing 100 startups and not adding any value and not helping the needle move True. if you are able to support three or four startups and make sure that over the next 
two to three years, they are able to create significant impact on both social, economic, as well as across the technology landscape. I think uh, that's the target that we have set at Mark33.ero. That is the target, yeah. Beyond the startups and their problems and so on, there are other very interesting problems that need to be solved, such as how do you actually create a pathway for some of the most talented Indians who have gone on to do their PhDs and are fairly very well experienced across different space missions in places like DLR or NASA or JAXA or so on where they've been working. And I do have a friend of mine and many other friends, for example, who are in these positions. And sometimes there is a possibility that they are always looking to come back to India and they want to contribute back here. But unfortunately, there is no appropriate middle level leadership position on ownership level positions for missions that they are able to find for themselves to to make that case to come back. And that's often a big problem in terms of the brain gain back to the country in itself. And this is something that the Chinese have done very well, where they've gone on to absorb back talent from the nationals who have gone to other countries. And then they've developed a sense of the technology and had experience and so on. And they make it uh, very easy for them to come back and be absorbed and given some leadership positions within the organizations to run with missions or run with uh, projects that they can then contribute back to. And essentially, the country is really gaining from all of this. Is this something that you think is just uh, just too far and beyond at this time? Or do you see any role for Mark 33 and eventually maybe for you guys to also plug away into making sure that this kind of uh, channel exists in a way in which we can also get back a lot of the talent that has gone away from the country. Might be too early for us to maybe make a comment on that because again, uh, looking at the kind of pathways that we can offer today, I would take this from a different point of view where if you look at how the markets are opening up, especially in the space and the aviation sector in our country, the opportunities as a private individual or as a private player, rather than just looking at the age-old adage of looking to come back and then maybe enter into a mid-senior level position, say a government organization. I believe through platforms such as us, you can create a better pathway for yourself in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. And the advantage is that you can work very closely with these kind of larger organizations, right? both government, non-governmental, private organizations. So I believe the opportunities in that pathway are much bigger and and that could be something that we could enable or or that could be something that today we could look at like enabling faster because on the other realm uh, they have their own mandates so the government has its own rules and 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 these might not be something that we would be able to influence very soon and i don't believe the people who are coming back will with with their expectations might find it worthwhile yeah. once they come in because there might be an expectation mismatch in terms of how the organizations operate and all that as well yeah. But I guess there is a case for some of these people to take some risks to start up by themselves and come back. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. And, and the EIR program is open for them. We are the EIR program is exactly targeted like at your friend. So <laughs> if he's open to it, we are happy to like support him build that EIR program. And Can you briefly describe how is the EIR, the Entrepreneurship in Residence program structured here at Mark 33? So typically we are looking at an 18-month timeline for that. Yes. And the idea is to also understand their needs and look at it from a stipend model and also a product development support model. So again, the sizes of that and all is still evolving. 
we are hoping to launch the first eir cohort in the next 6 to 7 months we want to make it attractive enough and we want to make sure that we understand the sector because we have an existing eir program in social alpha but with the sector changing there there is a sectoral change or or contextualization of the program that is needed and we are currently working on that beyond the startups and the institutions like nal and csir and isro and so on are there any other institutions or partners that you guys are looking to work with that could reach out to you or could uh, be of interest uh, when it comes to curating these uh, programs that you are doing at this time absolutely i think we are looking for across the board as yeah, it's like an open book in terms of our model right as we uh, mentioned at the beginning it's a non competitive model whoever wants to create impact and act in the space tech ecosystem we want to partner with them we want to see how we can add value to what they want to do and how they can add value to what we are trying to do so the, the underlying objective is very clear so it can be an academic institution who wants to provide expertise uh, to mentor people it can be a private aerospace entity who wants to come and like support startups in the country so it can be anyone who has interest in this space and we are open to partnering with anyone who has a similar thesis in mind and a similar mission and the idea of- is to build the ecosystem right? right so we are absolutely certain that we alone will not be able to move the needle the idea is how can we collaboratively do that and more the number of people who join hands together exactly. the more the force in moving the needle forward so uh, it's an open book so we are looking across the board whoever can like help in the larger mission on how do we look at this space and help build core as well as do well use of these technologies i think that would be the best person i would say great i think this is a fantastic conversation and i congratulate you both on putting everything together this will be very interesting to reflect back after a few years to see how things went and how they were planned and uh, i obviously you know want to be involved as much as i can in uh, helping you guys and supporting in whatever way i can for oh, absolutely that yeah, and we will you definitely are, you are yeah. part of our you are uh, one of the important cogs in the wheel of our ecosystem so i'm sure <laughs> so, we'll we'll continue to have your support and guidance uh, as we build this out Thank you so much uh, in listening out to some of my suggestions and it's always uh, great to learn from you guys and also share some of my experiences uh, having seen uh, and worked with a lot of the interesting companies that are out there. Again kudos to you guys for putting together this uh, whole thing. When it comes to reaching out to you guys uh, what do you recommend that people do in case they want to reach out to you is it best that they reach out to you by email or by website or how best can companies or even uh, to be entrepreneurs uh, reach out to you at this time so the best is the website yes. and they can always reach out us on our email so we have an email where you can connect to mark33.ro which is reach at mark33.ro okay. and uh, both of us will respond as soon as possible once we get the email but our website is a good space to reach out to us too and we are physically located within the csir nail campus on old airport road in bangalore we have a separate office called mark33.ro right at the gate of csir nail if anyone's around feel free to drop in and Please we do. would be happy to entertain you jacob and harshan this has been a terrific conversation thank you so much for inviting me here to mark 33 and i look forward to working with you guys and see how we all together work towards establishing a very strong aerospace defense and space ecosystem here in india in the upcoming years thank you narayan thank, thank you, you for listening patiently to our views and Thank you for giving us this space and uh, giving us the ability to express our views about mark33.ro in this important space in our country today. Thank you. Thank you Narayan. Appreciate it. It was great talking to you on this one.
Thank you for listening in to this episode of the New Space India podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this episode with anyone you believe will enjoy listening to it. You'll be able to find the New Space India podcast in any of the podcasting platforms that you may be using, including Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube and others. Do subscribe to the podcast in case you want to receive new episodes automatically. I'm grateful if you're able to leave a rating for the podcast which will help others discover it. Thank you for listening in again and the next episode will be out in the next 2 weeks as usual.